Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Mother of All Shows, the podcast that takes a deep dive into motherhood and parenting with a comedic twist. Because if we can't laugh at our old selves who swore we'd follow that viral homeschool schedule instead of watching 10 hours of Disney Plus per day, then we're all screwed. I'm your host, Kimmy Gatewood. I am, you guessed it, at home with my five-year-old daughter and husband. It is day... Oh, who knows? What is time anymore? We are back with another special pandemic episode of Mother of All Shows, and thank you so much for listening. Today, I'm going to be discussing what it is to be immunocompromised, a word that seems to have appeared out of the ether much like flatten the curve and sourdough starter. It's one of the big reasons why social distancing is so necessary and why there was an outrage when spring breakers in Florida defied the social distancing in large groups orders. I get it, spring breakers. Everybody wants those tug of war and late night regret tattoo grams. I get it, spring break. You are young, feel invincible, but this is not about you. You may not be sick or feel sick, but you could be spreading the disease along with herpes. Please wear a condom and stay in school and also stay home. But immunocompromised people have always been around, and I'm sure you know more than one. Today, I'm speaking with my immunocompromised friend, comedian Jen Curran. She is a mom to a one-year-old and battling bone marrow cancer during this global pandemic. So last week, we spoke to infectious disease doctor, Dr. Jenny Johnson, and many of you wrote in with questions regarding masks, potential vaccines, and pregnancy. We have responses from Dr. Jenny with additional links posted on social media. And a note to listeners, we are doing a podcast exchange with a midwife coming soon, so stay tuned and please send us your questions. Okay, and now for fun, here is another check-in with my five-year-old daughter, Lottie. Hi, Lottie. What did you make? I made a bow. I made a bow. I made a bow out of everything. <laughs> what is this boat made out of? Nothing. <laughs> it's everything and nothing. Wow, it looks like a oat milk carton, some wine corks. Is this a pirate ship? Yeah. I love it. Where did you um, learn how to do this? Scratch cans. <laughs> Not a kid-friendly thing, title. Scrapkins? Scrap. Making a scrap. Scrapkins. Check out Scrapkins, and I'll post a picture of this beautiful boat. <laughs> I love, I love you, Lottie. Cha cha cha! I poop you. Great. I poop you too, Lottie. And now, please enjoy my chat with Jen Curran. Our generation, I feel like, has witnessed some very strange, big events. As yeah. young people, I mean, everything from like Y2K to 9-11 to like even Ebola, even it, that was so far away. But this is right. bananas. <laughs> well, the Internet, <laughs> like we witnessed the Internet. <laughs> I know. I know. My God. What? I, it's just so unbelievable. Like 
some of it you just start to like fold into your own like Y2K I've completely forgotten about but at the time that was like the biggest <laughs> harrowing disaster remember that I totally remember that they're like the clocks are gonna reset and all the information in America yeah. and the world is gonna be lost <laughs> airplanes will fall out of the sky oh my god that's right it was so crazy oh my god <laughs> I don't know about you, but I mean, for me, it's fi- finally something that I don't feel invincible about. You know, mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is going to be no big deal. Yes. So. Can you explain to me and perhaps people who don't know what uh, immunocompromised means exactly? Yes. So I guess it just means that your immune system is compromised for whatever reason. And like a lot of people have this for different reasons. I mm-hmm. I don't know all the things that do it. I guess like, you know, I think MS is something that does it. So oh. yeah, I think you have immune system issues when you have MS and then there, but there's lots of different diseases and especially cancer, mm-hmm. which I have, mm-hmm. um, means that your immune system for whatever reason is messed up. And my particular type of cancer that I have is bone marrow cancer, which is actually considered immune system cancer. So it's not like if I have chemo and so my immune system is messed up. This is like, no, no, like this is the thing that doesn't work anymore. (laughs) We're going to let's just fuck around with it, said the year 2020. Oh, my God. So crazy. It's so fucking crazy. And I had just seen my oncologist a couple weeks ago and and all my numbers are looking great the chemo is working but I said to him uh because there's no cure for this particular cancer I have which is called multiple myeloma there's no cure for it you just have to basically be on a form of treatment for the rest of your life and I asked him now that we've gotten it to a manageable place is my immune system ever going to go back to normal and he kind of like wrinkled up his nose and he was like no like he didn't want to say it but like no it's not and you know this is a cancer that really affects um old people more than it affects young people oh and cool so he's not, yeah so i think it's like he's not that used to telling a young person like no no for the rest of your life and i had just found this out from him and was like kind of grappling with this idea mm-hmm. and suddenly this fucking virus is coming down the pipe <laughs> like unbelievable just unbelievable it's that's an insane amount of information to be pummeled with like at the same time and they're like and by the way you can't order toilet paper either from the internet jen exactly (laughs) right i have a lady at chemo whispering should we steal hand sanitizer she wants to go in you know i got like all these now i've got all these issues beyond just uh trying to go get my cancer solved oh god yeah i guess it basically just means and i think you can have you know, a lupus or whatever it is, there are a bunch of different things that compromise your immune system, including just, you know, being chronically ill or chronically fatigued for whatever reason. So, uh, and I did not know, I really didn't know that there were millions and millions of people who have that issue, but there are, it's, it's in, you know, many millions of people whose immune systems don't work right for one reason or another. So, and it's that, you know, and what that basically means is that I'm sure it's different for everyone, but if you get an infection, like over the holidays, I got uh, sick with a little cold. You just don't fight it off like normally. So, you know, five years ago, I would have gotten a cold and a few days later felt started to feel better. And this is different. You just start to notice like, oh, my God, I'm not really recovering as quickly. And I ended up having to go to the doctor to get like lung steroids because I just couldn't get rid of the cough. And, oh my you know, God. 
it's just such a scary thing when you start to, you know, especially when you're young, you feel so proud of like, oh, my arm, my arm, I have a little scrape on my arm. Look how quickly it healed. I'm so, you know, look at my immune system working fast and it just doesn't happen anymore. And it's so humbling to not even be 40 years old and have that happen. Right. And I had this. You have a little uh, baby that you watch just like get a little bruise and then the next day they're their perfectly poreless skin is perfect again. <laughs> exactly. It's just unbelievable. And, and it really makes you start to realize, like, I had a little, um, like, procedure, just a little thing to have a little system I ovary removed. And the, the tiny little incision from it is still not healed. And it was eight weeks ago. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So it's just crazy to realize, like, you know, and so when this big event happens where everyone is getting not just sick, but like seriously sick to the point of maybe dying. It makes you well aware of how like, oh my God, if I get this, I literally don't have the potential to fight it off on my own. And who knows if they can give me some kind of drug or something that will help fight it off. Doesn't seem like that's what's going on. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just really terrifying. And, you know, I'm somebody who's like, I'll cross the a busy street, you know, I'll, I'll try and make a shot with my rap, you know, crumpled up piece of paper into the garbage can across the room. With no <laughs> chance of making it, you know, I'm that person. So this is like, wow, I can't take risks. Like I have to be so careful. It's really cramping my style to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> my wild crumpled paper lifestyle. <laughs> I saw a picture of Howie Mandel in a full blown suit. You know what I mean? Like a, like a hazmat suit basically at the airport. Do you have to do that too? (laughs) You know, what a great question. Is that just a fashion choice he personally made? I know everyone knows he has OCD, but you know, (laughs) I just like how that looks and feels, but um, yeah, honestly, if I had to go somewhere like the airport, I don't know what I would do. Cause I, I you're really not supposed to like, they're saying this thing can stick to your clothes and oh, God, I know <laughs> it's just insane. I mean, how do you feel about it being someone who doesn't have an immune system issue? Well, Is it as scary? When I, when I read your tweet, it really made me realize that this is not about being healthy and being okay getting it, it's about protecting those who can't fight yeah. it. I think for me, and I, I, I feel like I, I've, I'm able to just deal with this. I've watched friends kind of become overcome with anxiety. Very healthy people, you know. Uh, and, yeah. And I don't know what to tell them because I feel like the anxiety is worse than the actual. Uh, like pandemic at this point. Right. <laughs> and totally. I feel like it's kind of eating into people's lives in a very unhealthy way. And talking to you, like somebody who is like immunocompromised, <laughs> is like, go, come on, guys, get your shit together. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you kind of got to think. Uh, I, for me, I'm just trying to like stay present because what I learned about, I mean, you know, you and also just like the kids and my my daughter goes to public school and like some of those kids rely on school for yeah. one childcare and two meals because a lot of them are homeless or they don't have things. It's like it's a it's a good reminder that like selfishness is never gonna 
like be a, it's not a good look and you're, it's starting to kind of like bubble up a little bit, I guess. Right. Right. <laughs> I oh, that's know. true. It's almost like in the, in the movie of this whole experience of Trump being elected and everything crazy <laughs> that's been happening for the last few years, it mm-hmm. just feels like this is like the worst possible, you know, worst possible slash most uh, perfect version of the story, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, thing that could happen because it's like, we're already primed mentally to have some, you know, everyone has felt on edge for so long. Things have felt so crazy for so long. And so it's sort of like one thing that's really struck me is how we're all kind of like, yeah, okay, this is what's happening. Here we go. You know, like, I don't know that we're all as aware as we should be of how absolutely insane this is that this is happening because on some level it feels like a foregone conclusion Mm -hmm. of everything that's been going on you know climate change and this and that I don't know I think we're we were all ready for it on some level and it so it's sort of like surprising to see people like yep got 400 rolls of toilet paper my husband bought three pies like you know (laughs) but I think we're all just like ready to descend into madness for some but yeah it's just crazy it really is crazy to see the level of anxiety it's kicked up in people and and to realize that the world is on the same page that schools are closing and libraries are closing I just can't get over it it's like unbelievable to me yeah and you know the the ripple effects that will I mean there's good ripple effects like the attention to paid sick leave like the attention to paid family leave Hopefully, like, that we live in a global economy and we need to take care of each other. I've been thinking a lot about this toilet paper phenomenon. <laughs> I would love a documentary or somebody smart to, like, break down why this has happened. Because I think one of the big things I remember reading early on about this was you want to prepare yourself because it's not like we're going to go outside and there's not going to be, you know, food or water or light or shelter. Mm-hmm. But there's not going to be trips to McDonald's for McFlurries, you know? So it's going to be these creature comforts and things that we would prefer to have happening that will start to feel a little bit less accessible. And, you know, I don't, is toilet paper something you would take to a desert island or is toilet paper, you know what I'm saying? No, you'd uh, use water and sand, Jen, to wipe your butt. <laughs> right. But if someone said, grab everything you think you might need for a month, mm-hmm. like when you're trapped on an island, you might grab a roll of toilet paper. Just because at least, you know, everything you could fit into these five bins, maybe you'd throw some toilet paper in there. So it feels almost like people on some level are like, no, no, this is a creature comfort that I will not live without. (laughs) I I don't know. I I just can't, I can't wrap my mind exactly around it. But, but that's just something that I just love about this is like, we're, people are really not out there buying, you know, milk and medicine. People are out there buying fucking wine and (laughs) cookies and I guess toilet paper. (laughs) But they're like, if I'm going down, I'm going to have a clean ass and I'm going to be drunk. (laughs) It's like, we can't even really process what it would mean for this to actually be bad. Mm-hmm. We're just like, no, no, it's it's just a storm. I just need 400 milk duds, you know? <laughs> like, I don't think we would even know what to do if we if it actually started to get to the point where toilet paper was a real... It's just so fascinating that, that that's something people are grabbing, like, that's going to save your life. No, I, I think it's funny. And also, I have comfort that my um, husband has hoarded, like, 300 New Yorkers. I'm like, I could just use that if I needed to. <laughs> 
Finally, a use for these fucking New Yorkers. Um, (laughs) You guys are going to be like selling them for 5,000, you know, whatever it is that we all need in three months. Read an article, wipe your ass. There you go. Um, so, I mean, is there anything that obviously, you know, you're finding out about this, I'm sure as quickly as like the rest of the world, but is there something that you could tell people from your own experience that you would like other people to know about uh, compromised immune systems? Hmm. Great question. Um, well, one thing I guess is that just in general, I, you know, the, the experience of finding out that I had cancer was very humbling, obviously, mm-hmm. but I think I was a particular type of asshole before this happened to me <laughs> in the sense that I've had a pretty great life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a white girl. I'm from the Midwest. I had a cushy, you know, it's not like we were rich, but I had a cushy upbringing. I'm married. I don't work. I take care of our baby. He works. I, I have a pretty good deal going. I've been healthy most of my life. I went to college. I felt really lucky. And I'm the kind of person who was like not walking around thinking about how lucky I was all the time. I was walking around being like, fuck this and fuck that. And like, (laughs) use your blinker. And this traffic is terrible, you know, (laughs) and in my heart of hearts, I'm a good human being and I have gratitude and whatever, but it was not, I felt really, I mean, invincible is a great word for it in every way, shape and form. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So finding out that I had this cancer was horrifying, obviously, but changed my whole experience of being a human being because it really makes you, you know, instantly appreciate your life, you know, especially the first few weeks or months or however long it takes you to really process through the beginning of the grief of it. You're making promises to God. I don't even believe in God. And I'm asking, you know, making promises to God during those first few months, thinking to myself, I would move to the middle of nowhere and work at a drugstore if it just meant I could, you know, see my kid graduate high school or whatever it is. You start to really, it, it comes down to the bare bones of what truly, truly matters to you. And the thing I would say about having a compromised immune system is that it can happen to you at any time. It has absolutely nothing to do with how healthy you've been your whole life or what you're eating or not eating or, you know, if you're drinking diet soda or if you use plastic for whatever reason. And there's so many. And that's the thing that this experience has made me realize this quote unquote pandemic experience, which is something cool pandemic (laughs) we're saying now. I know. Um, it's like it's made me realize that at any moment your your body can betray you essentially and suddenly now you wake up in this whole new environment so i was someone before who would every once in a blue moon not wash my hands before eating a meal or something and then think oh it's fine it's good for your immune system right i mean we've all been that person you pet a dog and then you don't wash your hands you think oh it's healthy right but <laughs> yeah. 
that's and you're like, that's- it's covered in feces. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so it's, and it's really true. It's unbelievable how it works. Uh, every time I go to chemo, they do a little, um, lab work on you. Cause they just like to make sure that your levels, blood, sodium, whatever this, that your blood levels, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that they look normal for you to have this treatment. And so they test your white blood cells and red blood cells, and they can tell that you're about to get sick when your white blood cell count dips. And then if it shoots right back up, you know, a, f- a couple of days later, you probably have an infection. And Whoa, it, it just, neat. Yeah. So I went in one day and I was like, I'm not feeling 100%. I have a clogged ear. And so they printed out my white blood cell count. And it's like, oh, yeah, you have an infection based on the fact that you your white blood cell count was a little bit lower and now it's shot right up and we can tell and like the reason you got the infection is because you didn't have enough white blood cells to fight whatever you encountered and you know you're just not used to being to to having to think about that stuff and it really is unbelievable how it can happen to anyone of any age for a variety of reasons and your life just changes overnight and it's not like I have to wear a hazmat suit or whatever but I am much 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 more conscientious than ever before because I realize now that my body is just not necessarily going to cooperate and anything Mm -hmm. that is an infection can kill you anything so any infection is is dangerous Mm -hmm. and that is just so utterly terrifying what do you like have you had to like can you leave the house are you allowed to leave the house yeah you gotta go get chemo can i'm not really like i'm trying to avoid being in places where there are people honestly like even passing somebody on the street i feel a little weird about because you know everything you read is like keep distance from people keep 12 feet away i was going to starbucks oh my god 12 feet i thought it was six feet (laughs) i i know exactly i read i read six to 12 so i'm (laughs) You you can go five to six. I'll go 12 to 13. That's a fair deal. Absolutely fair deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I was going to Starbucks till yesterday. I feel like I shouldn't do that now. So I can leave the house, but it just, you know, I, it seems that thing that I used to be able to tell myself that you guys are all telling yourself now, which is it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't get to say that anymore because mm-hmm. I really don't know. You know, I really don't know if it's going to be fine. My body is like a magnet for this stuff. It wants to be infected. (laughs) You know, yeah, it just feels like I got to I got to be more cautious than ever Mm -hmm. before. And, you know, we love to get takeout and now we're probably not going to do that anymore. So, wow. Yeah, I can't. Also, I haven't had to like take more weird meds or anything, but I also haven't heard from the oncologist yet. I'm not supposed to go until next week. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what they say. I don't know if people are still going in for chemo. I would assume so. Yeah. Can you, I mean, this is, I don't, I don't know. This is a dumb question, but maybe not. Like, can you, if Kevin goes to, your husband goes to the store and brings something back and like, do you have to sanitize everything that he touches? Like, do you have to wash his clothes? How does that work exactly? Yeah, we're trying to be really careful about it. So I'll sanitize like the doorknobs that mm-hmm. he's touching and he does hand sanitizer in the car and stuff. But we've been washing when he comes home from being out and he'll wash his hands. And if we get takeout, I try to open it with like, you know, a napkin in between my hand and the takeout container and wash my hands before I eat. And and you realize like I haven't like been wiping down grocery boxes or, you know, boxes of crackers or anything. And you realize it's impossible not to touch stuff 
But yes, I'm trying to wipe down as much as I possibly can. And obviously, like, you're not going to get to everything. But he he uh, he definitely, you know, has been insistent about being home from work because if he were to carry something into the house, it's definitely easier for me to get it for sure. So, you know, we're just trying to be wipe down things as much as we can and wash our hands and all that good stuff. I have a, cu- a few more questions. Um, Please. Let's go back to talking about people are hoarding supplies. Oh, um, yeah. how, how fucked is that to the most vulnerable? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great question. I haven't thought a lot about that for myself because I honestly don't feel like the most vulnerable. It feels to me like people who you know don't have the income to do this or who are even sicker than I am or older, much older, are more vulnerable. But... It, it really is scary. We should be looking out for people who are more vulnerable. You know, if you go to the grocery store, keep an eye out for those people and neighbors, check on your neighbors and your grandparents and all that stuff. Because, like, who knows? But it does feel really fucked up if, if you know, thank it, God it hasn't been like medicine or anything serious yet. Yeah. I mean, we could be in a Michael Crichton book by next week. <laughs> for real. For real. So uh, how are you feeling? How is your brain? I feel okay, honestly. And you know, what's so bizarre about this, and I hate to say it out loud, but I'm going to, is that this experience makes it mentally easier for me, at least. I don't know about anyone else, but for me to be someone who has cancer, because now I feel like the whole world is in the grief spiral I was in early on when I thought I might die. And there's something very comforting about looking across the street and seeing someone like, oh, you're terrified? Me too. Good. Um, Because, you know, when you find out you have a deadly illness and that there's not a cure for it, that it's a very lonely place to be. And I remember I this was I, I was diagnosed in like June or July and we had a couple earthquakes in Los Angeles right around then. And people were a little freaked out because they were like maybe a couple days in a row. There were like two or three earthquakes. Yes. And it was right after I had found out that I was sick. And so I had been, you know, just really grieving and feeling really awful and sad. And all these earthquakes started happening and people were worried. And it gave me such a sense of peace because I felt like people were starting to mentally in their own homes, like have little moments of chaos. And I had been living in this feeling of chaos and it felt like really, okay, good. We're all freaked out right now. Um, And of course, you know, that dissipated and we didn't have a big earthquake and everything was fine, but it feels. Here's your gift, Jen, a pandemic. Exactly. I'm like, okay guys, you can suffer for a little bit. I'm going to kick back, watch some TV. You know what's crazy? I was just talking this morning to a woman who had a really tough childhood and went through a really tough time when she was trying to deal with all of it. And the thing that people kept telling her was like, it's just like you're, it seems like you're going through something and it's like a lot. Like it wasn't helpful feedback, you know? And she said that this pandemic, she's watching people freak out, act irrational, all these things. And for some reason, it makes her feel like, okay, I wasn't crazy. Like those people were being bad friends when they were like, because the thing thing that you don't want to hear when you're going in crisis is like either it's just like that sad eyes. Are you okay? Kind of voice (laughs) or the like, it just seems like you're going through a lot right now. Or like, it's just like not a compassionate way to be approaching the world. So I just hope that maybe like one little tiny ounce of compassion will 
be on the other side of this for yeah non totally nice. healthy people that don't have everything together blah 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 Ugh. yeah yeah well i do think it's going to change things to some extent and who knows you know for how long or what that really looks like but maybe there will be like you said a more of a focus on paid family leave or on what you know working from home and people having a little bit more connection to family and to health and safety and I don't know it, we'll see what happens but there is something very soothing when you are living in in a life that has a lot of grief in it for whatever reason mm -hmm. that you when the world is going through a, a big grieving process or a big you know scary experience there is something very like it's nice as fucked up as it sounds to have you know everyone a little freaked out because it means that you know that's been my baseline for like the last eight months so if we're all freaked out now and and nobody can leave the house, I feel pretty good because <laughs> we're all on the same page for once, you know. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, well, Jen, thank you so much for talking to me about this. Um, I uh, really appreciate your candidness and we'll, we'll have uh, virtual milkshakes on the other side. <laughs> Wonderful. And you're, you know, if you're, if people who listen to this have any questions or want to reach out to me or want me to connect them with someone who knows more about this type of thing, I'd be happy to do that. Cause I know if uh, this is a new territory for some people, this idea of having immune system issues. So yes, happy how, how can they reach out to you? Um, you can reach me on Twitter at Jen Curran or on Instagram. Yeah, that's the best. Those are the best ways. C-U-R-R-A-N. I want to hang out with Jen on the other side of this thing, so stay home and wash your hands. We all need to look out for one another, but from a safe six feet away. And if you know someone immunocompromised and they lack support, offer to grocery shop or pick up anything they might need. Now here at Mother of All Shows, we try to look at all sides for a better understanding. So to those who are critics of social distancing, that healthy people deserve to go outside and live their lives, I get it. You feel like a caged animal. You are healthy. Maybe you may be a carrier and not know it. Maybe you meet up in a group with a carrier and they don't know it. They get three people sick and they get three people sick and the cycle will continue for years. Now the choices you make today will affect others during this global pandemic. Let's say you are healthy. You could run a marathon or even a block and you get hit by a car or have a heart attack. There will be no room in the hospital for you or you will go to a hospital full of sick people, possibly contract the disease and take it in the world with you. I want to leave you with a tweet Jen wrote back on March 6th as a reminder. A note from your immunocompromised friend, me. We don't heal or fight infection like you can. I didn't consider people with these issues before they affected me. There are millions of us. You may not be worried about the virus, but please take precautions anyway, because we're out here. You got it, Jen. I'd like to thank my guest, Jen Curran. She's a good reminder of why the world and your state hopefully are taking extreme measures to stop the spread. Stay home. Please reach out to me through our website, motherofallshows.com. If you have any questions, thoughts, or topics you'd like to hear, we are all over social media at MOASpod. This podcast is produced by Jen Perilini, written by Rebecca Johnson, music by Jerome Curtinbach, and edited by Tracy Levy. I am proud to be a part of the Earless Network. Please subscribe and rate the Mother of All Shows on Apple, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you listen. It would really help us out. Like a bag of oatmeal. I can't find any anywhere. We will have links to the topics and resources we discussed today on our website. Please stay safe and don't hoard.
When all this is over, I'm going to start a freaking hugging booth. I miss human contact. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.